Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Ben Ribnick was on the show about a month ago, just after the Hamas terrorists attacked Israel and murdered 1,400 people and took 243 hostage. Ben is from Hopkins. He's a Hopkins native. He moved to Israel and he enlisted in the IDF. And just three months ago, he was released from the IDF because he finished his service. When the war broke out, he spoke to his commander and his commander said, you know what, Ben, I think you need to stay in, in America. You need to talk with people. You need to let them know about the IDF. You need to educate them about Israel. And from what I have seen from the response to this conflict, Ben Ribnick has his work cut out for him, educating people about this conflict. Uh, we're Ben, I'm so grateful that you're joining us once again. He's joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline to um, hear about what the last month has been like for Ben, his family, and his loved ones in Israel. So, Ben, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. You got it. Uh, we spoke about a month ago, right after the war began. What has this last month been like for you? Yeah, this last month has been pretty crazy. Um, you know, every day really fighting the urge to, to fly back. Um, but like you said, there's a lot of work to be done. Um, and a lot of that work needs to be done here, um, I believe. So it's been a really crazy last month. Um, dealing with um, trying to get as many speaking engagements as possible and mm -hmm. um, spreading awareness and raising funds again for, for my team and for the community I lived on in the South that was destroyed. So it's been, it's been a busy month for sure. So Ben, Adam Carter here, when you say that the, the work that needs to be done here, you just mentioned speaking about it, what other ways are you doing that? And can you give us an idea of kind of the reception that you've been getting? We've obviously seen many, many cases where, there's a lot of people that are not sympathetic to your cause. What, have you received that kind of resistance? And I guess, how do you deal with that? Um, I personally haven't received any kind of resistance um, other than uh, there was a night when um, I went with a couple of people to hang up some, some of those kidnapped posters on, on the U of M campus. And um, we noticed at the end of the night that they were already um, part of them were already torn down. Um, but that's really the only resistance that I've really faced. Um, in this past month, um, obviously that's, you know, a disgusting act to, to rip down such a poster. But um, other than that, I haven't faced much resistance. And to be honest, I also don't put myself in the situation to receive resistance from people. I, mm -hmm. I don't think it's effective. I don't think it doesn't work towards any greater cause. And um, I just just trying to keep my gaze forward, you know, not not listen to the noise and the, the distractions from the side. 
You know, you mentioned the ripping down of the posters uh, just a few days ago. I believe it was over the weekend. Uh, a man was murdered at a rally in Indianapolis. This was a man who was um, just, you know, and is an Israel. He wasn't even protesting. He was just standing on the corner of the street with some Israel signs, a pro-Israel signs. And a, a protester from the opposite side came and beat him over the head with a megaphone. And he died on the street. So there is blood being spilled from a peaceful protest. Somebody who didn't agree with his views attacked him. I guess somebody who is pro Hamas attacked him on the street and murdered him in the street of Indianapolis. And this this idea of ripping down posters of of hostages that are babies, you know, the youngest is 10 months old, people ripping those down. That response, honestly, Ben, has shocked me. Because if your cause is uh, against, you know, or, or for pe- babies being taken hostage, I feel like that says it all. People, you know, who, who want babies to be taken hostages and not raise awareness or, or even them brought home, you have a problem with your cause. For you, Ben, for somebody who has fought in the IDF, what do you think of the American response? And I want you to answer politically, i.e. President Biden, and then, you know, regular Americans. Sure. Um, Well, yeah, the whole ripping down of posters, that's really a phenomenon that I do not succeed to understand. Um, As for the response, the American response, first of all, um, I was very impressed by by President Biden's first remarks. His first statement specifically was was very strong, in my opinion, um, which was really nice to see. that's on the political front, but now on more of the social front, and, you know, we're seeing college campuses across the country. Um, it's concerning. It's concerning. I'm concerned for the Jewish students on campus all across the country. I really am. Um, and that's not a I, – I don't think that's an exaggeration either. This isn't a, you know, safe spaces. It's none of that. This is really – I really feel that there are Jews on campuses across the country that really are – their safety is at risk. I really do believe that. Um, and you know what, to be honest, I think that maybe even the majority of these people who are um, participating in these pro, pro-Palestinian, even pro-Hamas rallies, um, excuse the expression, I really think they are useful idiots in many ways. I don't think they fully understand the scope of the, of the conflict. I don't think they fully understand either side. Um, and it's just kind of trendy. I think there's a lot of people you know, wearing the Palestinian flag for aesthetic purposes. And um, it's really a shame. It's and it's mm-hmm. it's mind boggling how how people, especially um, liberal, liberal college students um, can get behind such an honestly far right ideological organization like Hamas. It's it's mind boggling. It's just such an interesting phenomenon. I, I don't succeed to understand it. Yeah, there's a lot of things that college kids do that are very difficult to understand, and that certainly uh, aligns with that. We're talking to Ben Ribnick, IDF soldier, Hopkins native, now an ambassador for the IDF. I wanted to ask you this because I've been hearing stories now, you know, with the ground offensive that that yeah. is taking place. And now the, that some of these soldiers, people you probably know, will be tasked with, you know, going down into these tunnels and just the closed quarter warfare that's going to be taking place there uh i'd imagine mm-hmm. your thoughts are, are with many of you i suppose a lot of those people are friends of yours yeah absolutely um 
just uh, two days ago, um, the IDF released a statement that my unit from, from active duty, Sayyid Golani, um, led a further advancement inside of Gaza City. They arrived all the way to the beach of Gaza. And so, yes, definitely, I am personally connected with um, with people in there and um, praying for them. And, and yeah. How are they, Ben? I know you were raising money for your platoon, so they have everything you need. I, I know mm-hmm. if they're in Gaza right now, I'm sure you don't hear from them. But did they get what they need? And what is the latest on your platoon? Sure. So my platoon, um, specifically, because I'm actually in reserve duty, I'm no longer in active duty. Um, mm-hmm. We've been moved to a different unit, to a reserve unit. Mm-hmm. So um, my team specifically is actually not um, inside of Gaza. Um, I speak with them every day. They are in reserves, but I'm not in the South. Again, mm-hmm. I'm in constant contact with them, talk to them as much as I can. And um, we are working on getting them the things that they need. It's not an easy operation um, to get some of these types of equipment to Israel. And even getting money to Israel can be difficult, but these are problems that we're working through. And mm-hmm. this is some of the work that just needs to be done, you know? Is there any news on the hostages? I, I was in touch earlier this morning uh, with um, Ilan David, whose brother is taken hostage. And, um, yeah, we Ofer's, talked to them. We talked to them on the yeah, air, right? Right. We, we've talked with him on the air, and I, I was hoping they would join me today. But I understand that for the families of the hostages, today is a very hard day because it really is one uh, month that they have been gone. Do you know anything about the hostages? Unfortunately, no, I don't know any any more than what's released to to the public. You know, we're all kind mm-hmm. of in the dark together on this. Um, obviously, that problem takes number one priority in terms of the IDF, in terms of the Israeli mm-hmm. government. That is by far, by far, by far, 240 hostages, top priority. That's, that, that's what we're looking towards right now. Ben, is it... Uh, You've said that, you know, your work is here right now, but do you anticipate that you'll be going back and fighting? I certainly would like to. Um, it's been a really difficult struggle for me, to be honest. I'm really fighting with that urge every day, um, trying not to let my emotions get get a hold of me and trying to make the right decisions right now because... Um, I really do feel like there's more work that needs to be done here. And um, even if it's just money to be raised, um, I'm trying to make the right, I guess you could say, business decision for myself and for the people people that I know and the people that I love, um, just in order to make the most impact possible. I will be making it back to Israel at some point, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, you talked about the misinformation or, or people being confused, you know, maybe. And, mm-hmm. and boy, you're really giving the benefit of the doubt to people at these pro <laughs> if they are a, a pro Hamas rally like you're you're being a lot kinder uh, than I have been. But yes, I do believe that there is a lot of misinformation. I often yeah. hear that the media is doing a poor job of covering this conflict what do you which i of course ben try not to take personally because i do the best i can over here on wccr radio but what do you feel has been the media response and do you think as somebody who you know lived in israel served in the idf do you think the coverage has been fair and accurate 
Um, yeah, so I think it really depends um, which kind of, let's call it maybe cable news network or publication we're looking at. Um, mm-hmm. On one side of the aisle, there's BBC and maybe even the New York Times who have repeatedly come out with misinformation or are reported too early on a subject that was not yet clarified. And, and that's been really damaging. That's, that's really damaging and, and irresponsible from a, from a journalistic point of view to be doing that, that kind of thing. Now, there are other outlets, and, you know, I'm not getting political at all here, but let's say Fox News, they've got Trey Yanks, who's an amazing reporter, an amazing journalist who's on the streets. He's, he's there. He, he's been in Israel for years, but he, he's, he's the one who gets, he gets inside of Gaza. He gets as close as possible. He really mm-hmm. shows what's going on, and he shows what's going on with the Palestinians inside of Gaza as well, what they're going through, and it's been a big mix. But one thing I can say is there's been a lot of, in my opinion, unresponsible, sorry, irresponsible reporting from some of these major outlets. And it's just been really, really damaging because sometimes people see something and that first impression is enough for them to, to make an opinion. And, and it's just false information sometimes. Agreed. Uh, ben, and of course, Ben is, I think, making reference to the Al-Shifa hospital that was actually bombed by Pas- Palestinian Islamic yep, Jihad exactly. when one of their rockets fell in the parking lot next to the hospital. And immediately news outlets were saying that it was an Israeli airstrike that killed 500 people in the hospital. And now we know that uh, that is not true at all. It was not an Israeli airstrike. It was a Palestinian Islamic Jihad rocket that failed, um, hit the parking lot. And there were, I, I believe there were 100 casualties, but not because of an Israeli rocket. It was a, a Palestinian rocket. So, um, right. Ben, thank you. Thank you for sharing your thoughts with us on a, a somber memorial, uh, you know, of the one month into this war, the one month of babies being still held hostage, 240 people, innocent civilians being held hostage by terrorists in Gaza, and, um, and sharing your thoughts. Uh, ben Ribnick, everyone. Jordana, thank you. Um, it has been a very somber month, I just want to say. This is the time for optimism, not to listen to the distractions, none, none of the protests, none of the free Palestine and just gazes forward and we're working. And, and that's that's what we got to do right now. Thank you, Jordana. Thank you for having me on air. Thank you, Ben. We promise. Uh, thank you for uh, sharing that conversation with us. Uh, Adam, we do have. Uh, We are going to end on a positive note Mm -hmm. because we need distractions sometimes. We can't constantly be, uh, well, we can't. Some people are, but we can't here on this show constantly be embedded in what's going on in the Middle East. So we are going to fire up the random review generator and see what is our homework tonight to watch. That's next. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.